You're listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Church. Glad you're with us this morning because we're going to continue our series looking at the life of Paul. Paul says these words, follow me as I follow Christ. I don't even think I would want to say that. Hey, you all follow me unless I can say the words as I follow Christ. So how did Paul live his life? What are the traits in his life that we can follow today that will help us be more like Jesus? Last week, we looked at the topic of surrender. This week, we're going to look at the topic of grit. What is grit, by the way? But believe it or not, today, it's becoming a buzzword. You hear it used in all different types of conversations, psychology, business books, and now even in our walk with Christ. It really can be kind of hard to define, but again, you know it when you see it. You know the gritty people that are out there, the ones that are able to maybe like work two jobs, go to school, get a degree, and keep up with everyday life. Well, that's grit, okay? And then there's those out there that are struggling just to get along, and yet they keep on going on. That's grit. So let me ask you, who in your friends list right now needs a message about keeping on, keeping on? No matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, that they can keep on going. You know what? I have a friend or two that need to hear this message, so why don't you share it with me with your friends list? You've probably heard the old phrase that says, when the going gets tough, tough people get going. They actually get going with grit. These are the type of people that seem to rise to the top despite the insurmountable obstacles that are in their way. The Apostle Paul was a great example of grit. He wasn't ordinary. He was actually extraordinary. And it didn't come because he had wealth or fame or anything else. He had a grit that came from God. This type of grit he had was driven by God and God's purpose in his life. So what can we learn from Paul? I think we can learn a lot about grit. So let me give you Bob's definition of grit that I want you to carry forward as we go in this talk today. Grit equals the perseverance and passion to achieve God-given goals. Maybe I need to say that just one more time so it kind of sinks in as we kind of get going today. Grit equals the perseverance and passion to achieve God-given goals. It's the ability to move forward no matter what you're facing. We need this type of grit today more so than ever before. Life has become hard for a lot of people. It's a struggle. We've come through pandemic. We're coming through maybe not such a good economy. Things in inflation are high. It's kind of easy to give up. And yet we've got to move forward. And we got to move forward with what I call godly grit. So let's look at the life of Paul. 
We're going to look in Acts chapter 27 and kind of follow along. He's been in prison about two years because of his faith in Jesus. Now he's being transported for trial across the Mediterranean to Rome to stand trial. And if things aren't already bad enough, the ship hits a tremendous storm. And that's where we're going to pick up on verse 14. Paul's on his way to Rome, okay, to be tried. And it says, before very long, a wind of a hurricane force picked up called a Northeaster, and it swept down from the island. I want you to think about this. Paul is not on a cruise line. He's not on a big ship. He's in a little boat, and now he's in a hurricane force wind. And then it goes on in verse 20. It says, they couldn't see the sun. They couldn't see the stars, and the storm continued to rage. And actually, it says here, this is interesting, that they finally gave up all hope of being saved. Now, we'll get back to that story here in just a second, but let me just talk to you about something really quick, the storms of life. It is so true that we're all facing storms of life. And there's people that are listening right now. You're in a storm right now, and maybe you're not there. Okay, maybe you just came out of a storm, or I don't want to give you the bad news today. You're headed towards another storm because they just keep on coming. They don't stop coming. Well, that's what Paul was facing. He was facing this huge, and the people that were with him, this huge storm, and they felt like all hope was gone. So there's a point of teaching here that I want us to get. And it's not something that's really comfortable for us to talk about because it's just something that we wish was not true. We need to realize if we're going to develop grit, the ability to keep on keeping on, well, then we have to understand that there's going to be setbacks in life. And even so that we might know it, we're still surprised when they come upon us. Everything's going great in your life. You've got Everything's moving in the right direction, and out of nowhere, the storm hits. Your health takes a hit. Your finances take a hit. Maybe it's a worldwide pandemic. Who knows, okay? But there's always going to be setbacks. Life is never perfect. It's never pain-free. And it wasn't for even for followers of Jesus. As a matter of fact, Jesus told us it wasn't going to be that way. He told us that here on earth, okay, we're going to have many trials and lots of sorrow. And then he told us to take heart because he has overcome the world. Jesus was trying to prep us. He was trying to let you know that there are going to be setbacks in life. He warned us, and then Paul reminds us. Listen to what Paul's talking about when he talks about setbacks, and tell me if you've had it like he did. He goes on and says, I have worked harder been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number. I've faced death again and again. And now he gets real specific. Five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. That's five different times he gave him the sentence of death, because that's what 39 lashes was. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I don't know, Paul, okay, but after one shipwreck, I would be really hesitant about getting on another boat. Two shipwrecks, and you still got on another boat? There's something wrong with you, Paul. 
He said, once, he said, I even spent the whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and robbers. I faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the cities, deserts, and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and during many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty. I've gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And then besides this, he says all this. I have this daily burden and concern for all the churches that he was starting. This seems like if you read from Paul's biography here, this man never catches a break. Everywhere he looked, everywhere he went, there always seemed to be some type of trouble. You might be even asking yourself, why did this guy have so much trouble? What kept Paul going? It was grit. Despite the setbacks, despite the shipwrecks, despite the beatings, despite people not believing him, he had the ability to move forward and do what God told him to do. Spread the good news. Start churches. Teach Jesus all over the world. Paul kept on going regardless. Real success doesn't come from not having setbacks in your life. It's what you do in those setbacks that sets you aside. So one of the things that Paul would remind us of, expect it. Life is going to happen. Life is going to be difficult. Yet have the grit to move forward. If we're going to develop grit, not only do we have to expect these setbacks, we're going to have to remain in control of our emotions. See, when setbacks come, and again, they will come. When the pressure rises, well, it's easy to get negative and let that get the best of you. Instead of leaning on God's strength, we lean into the negative. And those negative emotions, they just feed into us having more of a hard time with whatever's going on around us. So how do you stay cool? How do you stay um, in control of your emotions? How do you resist panic and the wanting to possibly lose control? I want to remind you now, Paul's in the middle of a storm, right? He's a prisoner. Naturally, in the middle of this storm, everyone around him was freaking out as the waves were crashing over the boat. They were losing control of their emotions. They were panicking under pressure. But I want you to see what Paul does in the midst of this storm. He said no one had eaten for a long time. And finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, I like this. You should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You should have avoided all of this, and we would have avoided the damage and loss. And then he goes on to say, But take courage. None of you are going to lose your life today. Even though the ship will go down, take courage. For I believe God. It will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked, by the way, on an island. That's what Paul says, okay? Did you catch the phrase in there? The one thing that was helping Paul stay in control of his emotions? I believe in God. I believe God. I believe God is going to be in control of all this. 
Paul didn't react out of fear. He just simply trusted God to be God. That's what allowed him to remain in control and not give up and not to flail around like the rest of the crew. And so when we find ourselves in the middle of the storm, overwhelmed and possibly even anxious, we can remain in control of our emotions if we remember that God is in control. So how do you develop this grit? You got to resist the temptation to quit. That's the easy thing to say, right? Just don't quit. But how many of us, when it really gets hard, and you say to yourself, if just one more thing happens, I'm done. I mean, if there's anything else happen, that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back right there. And I'm done. I'm, I'm walking away from it. If this person disappoints me one more time, I quit. I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, I imagine Paul might have had some of those same feelings once in a while. Why should he keep going? What did it say? I've been beaten numerous times, too many to count. What, five times he got the death penalty and three times with a rod and three times shipwrecked? And Who wouldn't want to throw in the towel? Paul probably had some pretty strong feelings. Maybe he even thought about quitting once in a while because, again, if I quit, maybe it'll get a whole lot easier for me. And then when Paul is in the midst of this, they, they make it to shore. None of the people that were on the boat died. They all made it to the shore, and they build a fire. They're right there in Acts chapter 28. I mean, Paul's got his arm full of sticks. They're, they've started a fire. People are starting to get warm. Everybody's feeling good about that. And I, I, I want you to hear um, what happens. A snake comes out of um, its hiding because of the warmth of the fire, and it bites Paul on the hand. You've been in prison for two years. You're on your way probably to your court-martial, probably on your way to be sentenced to die. You get shipwrecked. Everybody's fine. They're all on shore getting warm, and there comes a snake, and it bites you on the hand. What would you expect him to do? You know what Paul did? He shook it off. He shook it off. And, and while everybody was standing there watching Paul, because this was just not a snake, the Bible says it was a poisonous snake. Paul should have gotten sick. I don't know. Maybe he should have died. I don't know. But he just shook it off. And he just kept on going. That's called grit. There's going to be times when we have to come and we have to face bad news and bad things are happening over and over and over. And you know what we got to do? Shake it off. Keep on going. God's going to get you through it. Believe in God and don't quit. Not everything in our life is going to be a shipwreck, by the way. And there are obviously, well, there are different levels of problems. You know, you got the level one problems. Those are the ones that we probably run into mostly. You know, this or that happens, and, you know, we're able to pretty much navigate through them. We can learn little lessons here and there, but, you know, then there's those level two problems when, you know, financial crisis comes, or maybe the marriage hits a tough spot, or maybe your job security's online. You know, they're bigger problems, bigger consequences, and they require greater grit. 
And that's not even getting to the level three problems where maybe you have to file for bankruptcy and maybe a trial for separation and, um, you know, real pain and real hurt in your life. And greater grit is required. And level four problems, which I hope none of you will have to face, where maybe it is that divorce or losing a spouse or losing a child. It's finding out maybe that you have cancer or something like that. And how do you, how do you survive those level four problems? The same way you survive level one and level two and level three. You rely on God's grit for your life. You trust God in the midst of all of that. You have seen God be faithful in the level one problems and the level two problems. And you look back over your life and you say, yeah, God was even faithful when I had to, you know, when I had to file bankruptcy or he was faithful in my divorce or he was faithful in this sickness. Well, guess what? God is going to be faithful because he is faithful. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to, again, you know, be healed or the, the, you're going to have the results that you want. You're going to have the results that God desires for you. And you're going to have to, well, you're going to have to man it up, all right, and be able to accept whatever he has. But you got to keep on going. You cannot quit. Which brings me to the next part. If you can't quit, which is an easy thing to do, right? Man, I can't tell you the number of times I've wanted to quit. I cannot tell you the number of times I've wanted to quit because it would be a whole lot easier if I did. Let me say this. We have to learn to rely on God's power to bring us through. I mean, all of us like superhero movies and somehow the main character always seems to be able to overcome those insurmountable obstacles. And while that's a great story, the truth is, by ourselves, our power is limited. Our strength is limited. And eventually, in ourselves, well, we're going to come to the end of ourselves. And at some point, we've got to understand and, and that we just don't have it within us. So rather than relying on our power, learn to rely on God's power which is unlimited, by the way. It never runs out. And that's what Paul did when he faced different <laughs> obstacles, if you want to call it, in his life. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I, I love talking about Paul because, he, again, he, he, he reminds me so much of us today. He said, we were crushed. We were overwhelmed. We were beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live. Maybe that sounds familiar. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. We learned, Paul said, to rely on God. We learned to, reply, to rely on him. This is something that we do every day. Learn to rely upon him. It's tough. I don't know about you, but I like to rely on myself more than I like to rely on God sometimes. The mark of spiritual maturity is when you learn to rely upon God first before you rely upon your own self and your own strength. 
Now, one more thing, okay, that I want to leave with you. Paul said this in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12. He said, I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, the hardships, the persecution, the troubles. I mean, I told you Paul was weird, right? I take pleasure in my weaknesses, my insults, my hardships, my persecutions, all of that. And then he goes on to say, for when I am weak, then God is strong. That's a person that understands that we got to get to the end of ourself and rely upon him. And I will be, no matter what my circumstances are, better off in the long run. That's when we remember the bigger picture of God's plan. I mean, that's when you understand that God is in control and God has everything, your purpose and your plan. Well, you're in the forefront of his mind. I mean, look at this. Why would Paul come back to all of that? Because there was a bigger picture for Paul. I mean, there was a bigger picture for Paul and Paul's ministry which was to proclaim Christ to lots of people who didn't know him. That's why Paul kept on keeping on when it got hard. See, God doesn't cause the pain in your life, but he sure can redeem it. God may not have caused the storm that's in your life, but he can bring good news out of it. And Paul reminds us that even though we're going through things in life, our troubles are pretty small. And they're not going to last very long. And what lies ahead of us in eternity is far going to outweigh whatever's happening to us today. See, that's grit. Man, I hope that you got something out of this. Again, Paul um, sets a great example. I understand now why he says, follow me as I follow God. I get it. I want to have the grit, okay, that Paul had. Now, let me just say this before I leave. I'm going to pray here in just a second. But if you don't know Jesus today, you can't have godly grit. I mean, that's where it all starts. Everything that we're going to talk about, I mean, everything we're going to talk about doesn't begin until you have a relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's where it starts. You want godly grit. You want godly joy. You want godly boldness. It begins by knowing Jesus. And if you don't know him today, do you know you can? I mean, you don't have to come to a church to do that. You can do that right where you're listening from right now. You can admit to God that you're a sinner. You can ask him to come into your heart and life by forgiving you of your sins and relying upon him for you to live your life through him. See, here at Real Life Church, we want to help you do that. And if ever that is your prayer, we would love to assist you to make your next step in your journey in Jesus. Now, I know a lot of my audience out there is already believers. Let me just say this to you, all right? It's easy to give up. It's easy to throw in the towel. None of us, I can imagine, I can pretty much say this, and I don't know how many viewers I'm going to have. You know, on some of these videos, we've had thousands of people watching. 
And I'm going to go on record right now to the thousands of you that may be listening right now. None of your lives have been to the extent that the Apostle Paul had the ability just to throw in the towel and say, I quit. But he did not. And if he is our example, we can look to him and say, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how hard it is, I'm going to shake it off. And I'm going to keep on going because there is a bigger picture in mind. And that bigger picture are the people that you live around. All right? I hope you got something out of this today. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for Paul's example. God, none of us want to be shipwrecked this week. None of us want to be beaten this week. None of us want to have to go through anything that Paul had to go through back then. But yet, Father, there are some of us out there that are going to face those difficult times today, even tomorrow, and in the days ahead. Father, like we said, the storms of life, they're they're going to come. We're either coming from one, we're in one, or we're headed towards one. And God, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy to allow the waves or whatever it is to overwhelm us and, and just say, you know what? I quit. God, I pray right now that we would never, ever do that for your kingdom's sake. And as long as we have breath, that we would be on purpose and on mission with you. God, help us to rely on you. That's the key. That's the secret right there. Get out of my strength and get into your strength. God, I pray um, that this message has encouraged someone. Father, I pray that this message has helped someone. And I pray, Father, that all of us that are listening today would put this message into practice in our life. It is in the most powerful name we can pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, God bless you guys, okay? You don't want to miss our third week because we're going to look at the essential quality of joy. And let me just say this. If you've ever read Paul, he's not a happy person. He's kind of, you might call him a little cranky. You might call him a little temperamental. You might even call him a little bit angry once in a while. But he is the same guy that writes things like, I have learned to be content with whatever situation I find myself in. That's joy, and we're going to talk about it next week. Until then, God bless you guys. Hope you have a great week in Christ. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.